that all constant reminder to be in the moment is a great form of self-kindness. That beautiful thing, that ideal, that come on, this is really who we are and who we want to be. I believe every person deserves kindness in their lives. I believe kindness has the power to change us from the inside out, to change the world beginning with you and me. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Self-Kindness, Self-Kindness with Pete. It's about figuring out how kindness towards ourselves can be our superpower, how kindness is more than just a reward at the end of the day. It's about living clear lives, focused lives, motivated by loving concern, rather than motivated by fear and anxiety. It's about how we make that change. How does self-kindness show up the moment we need it the most? You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you. And each week, we'll be exploring how to do that with people who are leading this kindness awakening in their own lives. My name is Pete Sibley, and I'm so grateful you're here. Hello, Pete Sibley here, and I am grateful you're here. I'm grateful I'm here, uh, and I'm grateful for coffee. Um, I'm grateful for a lot of things at different times in my life, but really I am grateful for you. And a lot of you have been giving me some really helpful feedback um, in just that you're enjoying this conversation on this podcast. And uh, I love getting to hear when some of you are repeating back or quoting some of the guests that I've had on this show. And it's just so much fun because I'm so touched and moved by the people that I've had the privilege to invite on the show already. I have some other great guests that are coming on and feels like there's this really fun momentum just starting to generate around this podcast. And that was my intention and dream and hope for this podcast is just that it instills a little bit of a conversation around exploring what is self-kindness. And we know what kindness is. We see it in the world. How do we take that understanding and turn that light back in on ourselves? And when we do that, how does that begin to really change our lives? Not just in a... mm, in a, in a soft way, but in a deep, uh, challenging way. You know, it, it's, it's getting back in touch with that knowing inside of us, right? It's, it's, I just recently heard a, an interview and the person who was doing the interview was talking about a book that, that the interviewee had written and they were describing it as not a book that you read with your mind, but a book that you read with your toes. And I think what they meant by that was that deeper understanding, that physical knowing that we have. So how do you get in touch with that knowing? How do you live your life from that knowing? Hmm. For me, it's self-kindness. It's doing the things that I need to do that get me to, like last week my friend Kristen Rothballer was talking about, to really go inside and poke around and get back to 
touching that deep place consistently and getting to know it, befriend it, and allow it to work us. So where are you feeling all your feels? How are you doing in this moment? How are you getting in touch with being the expert for yourself, for your needs, for your desires, for your vision for the world? Sometimes I talk about in these episodes, love being so big that I feel out of control. And sometimes that's my experience with emotions is they can get so big, I can feel out of control. And I've had that, I feel like recently, with maybe the pandemic, with maybe the, um, the stories around racial injustice. And maybe it's putting this podcast out, just feeling that at moments things are out of control and a self-kindness practice helps me to navigate those waters of being out of control i get to witness what is it that i feel that's out of control and it brings me back whether you're a meditator whether you're you journal whether it's you know nature however you get yourself back to that place that reset. And that's what I'm talking about today with my guest, Mark Shillstone, another dear friend who said yes to talk about self-kindness. Mark brings up this idea of the reset. And so I'm really excited to get into that today. So my guest today is Mark Shillstone. Mark is an actor, producer, musician, acting and singing since he was 13. In 2019, he produced, directed, sang, and performed in a part theater, part rock concert show called Celebration 69, a show which he describes was the culmination of all those years. Mark has written two screenplays, a novella, and a stage play. He continues to perform music and over the course of his musical career has opened for many legendary performers. Mark has taught communications at colleges and universities since 1977. He's currently working on and producing a new show called Meet the Beatles, hopefully to come to us by 2021. Mark's been married for over 40 years this September. He's a father of three boys. He's a powerhouse of talent and kindness. And I'm so pleased to welcome Mark Shillstone. Well, hello, Mark. So Pete. Good to be finally getting this conversation going. Um, it's just a conversation about self-kindness. And you and I have, I've had the privilege to to just hear you in conversation about several things. So I'm just so grateful that that you would take the time today to be here to, to just talk about this subject. So thanks, Mark. Well, of course, Pete, you're one of my favorite people on the planet. And I'm more than happy to chat with you anytime, anywhere, my friend. And also, even more so, sing with you, my friend. Oh, yeah. It's always a joy. Uh, To, yeah, to all of you out there listening. uh, That's how Mark and I really got to connect, uh, is doing some singing in a show that he wrote. So uh, we might get to that in a little bit, but... um, but, you know, let's just jump right in, Mark. Um, here we are. We're recording this during the middle of we're still in a world pandemic. We have news that keeps opening every day with headlines. Um, 
injustice in the world. And, you know, just when it felt like 2020 was going to be this year of new possibilities, it feels like humanity is here, right? It's it's showing up in a big way. And, And yet I still feel compelled to have these conversations right now in the middle of this about self-kindness. So let's just jump right in. Uh, for you, self-kindness, what does that bring up? What kindness just... Well, we th- I, I thought about this, obviously, because you asked me to do this. I've been thinking about it. And I thought it's very difficult to put a finger on it. And then I thought, well, is, is there a univor- universal form of self-kindness? Is there a thing where any human can practice self-kindness. And I realized that me talking about this, I feel literally guilty, Pete, because Mm -hmm. I am so blessed and privileged. I have a beautiful family. I all my parents were beautiful. I was the luckiest person on the planet growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area in the 60s. Uh, I've had a wonderful life. I have the most beautiful wife. I have three beautiful children, beautiful inside, happens to be beautiful outside too. But, uh, but yeah, and I just, again, and you know, I'm lucky, the money, I don't have to hassle money right now. The house is a wonderful house. As you know, it's getting remodeled. And uh, mm, so, mm. so I, I, I started to feel funny about what, what the heck do I have <laughs> to talk about self-kindness what do i need but i realize i'm you know i have as blessed and privileged as i am i have my own self-kindness needs but i this morning i was reading in the paper about a detained migrant child and her mother who are being detained they're in quarantine uh because of the covid so they can only go out of the cell. It's just the two of them. And I thought, oh, come on, <laughs> look at me. And I can practice self-kindness. I can sit and talk about it. And it's, but these, what about them? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I think. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who need it. Now, obviously I'm talking about the two ends of the spectrum. I'm privileged and blessed and the luckiest guy on the planet other end of the spectrum is this poor migrant child and her mom. Um, so it's a lot easier for me to kind of esoterically talk about self-kindness, etc. cetera. Hmm. Um, and you, I think you even said, Pete, in the, in your very first kind of intro uh, that self-kindness is about living clean and focused, motivated by love and concern rather than fear, shame, or guilt. Mm. Right? Does that sound familiar? And that, you know, and that's so true that that's what we're shooting for. But I guess what I'm saying is look how much easier it is for me to live clean and focused, motivated by love and concern with my context mm. rather than these, the, the other end of the spectrum. And obviously, shades of gray all the way in between. Um, so I felt a little bit guilty to talk about it. But then again, I also feel like I... Well, yeah, no, I, I love that, Mark, because I feel like that gets right to the heart of it. And especially in this moment, you know, we both are, to use the language of the day, we're both presenting as white men. Mm-hmm. And 
So, you know, yesterday you you made a comment when we started to to quickly talk about this idea of self-kindness. And, you know, is that you were just a really astute question. Is that really true that that us learning how to do this self-kindness practice right now is helpful for the world? And so, you know, I would just I would really I want to explore that with you just for a moment longer, if you're if you're willing to. And, oh, of course. Pete. And and here here's why. You know, last night I had a dream, and I woke up and I thought, "Wow, where did that come from?" And my immediate thought was, "I wonder if I'm going to talk about this on on our our recording today." <laughs> and so here I am. So you know, Ann and I, my wife Ann and I, we lived in in Jackson Hole for a period of time. So a lot of hiking in, in the Rocky Mountains. And a lot of times you're doing these really steep switchbacks and there could be a lot of loose rock. And so you could be, you know, directly above somebody. And if you kick off a rock, you can really hurt the person <laughs> below you. Right. And so your responsibility becomes to be responsible for what you're doing, you know, in that moment. And me kicking off a rock could start, uh, you know, several other rocks going down a mini avalanche on top of the person beneath me. And I woke up and I felt like, wow, is that self, this, the type of self-kindness that I'm talking about? It's more than just the nice glass of wine at the end of the day or the bar of chocolate, but I'm talking about taking care of all of the rocks that you're kicking out just because you're human, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we are all human. We all have different areas that we're working on. If we call out any rocks that we're kicking off, we're doing that in service of the other person because I feel like that's our natures. We, we really, from our heart of hearts, we don't want to cause any more harm we don't want to add to other human suffering so can i call that rock can i you know be on that switchback of life i kick off a rock and in that moment have the presence of mind to say you know heads up rock which helps the other person sure so a self-kindness practice for me is that thing kicks up in me frustration anger guilt shame and do i have the presence of mind to meet it before it turns into that you know metaphorical avalanche and spills out to the world around me mm-hmm. oh, what a, that's a beautiful metaphor it, nice dream man. and dude yeah it, it seems like such a small thing but you know again i'm going to use covid right now we keep talking about and hearing on the news if you don't if you're sick stay home that's one of the best ways to prevent the spread. If, and so I'm not saying if you're, you know, mentally having an illness like a self-doubt thought or, you know, negative self-talk, like, you know, mentally take a moment to get it right, get it back into balance. And yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's beautiful. Hey, Pete, I wanted to pick up on something that you said uh, about resetting, basically, taking the time. Yeah. To, that's, yeah. That is a big one 
for me. And it's one of your potential questions and things to talk about today was a living practice of how do you, you know, how do you put this into practice? Because there's yeah. the, there's the key. I mean, I can talk about it all day, but specifically what do you do? But you talked about the reset, which for me, I had a revelation once when I was sitting at, and this is years ago, but I was waiting for a doctor to come in. Uh, I was waiting for my turn. You know, you sit in the little room waiting and it had been, she came in and told me, ah, oh, he's a little busy. He's a little behind, yada, yada. And that was fine. That's okay. And then finally he showed up and he came in, came right in and was just going. And I thought, you know what? If I was a doctor, I would take, before I opened that door to come in and see me, I would take whatever, 10, 20, 30 seconds to just stop, bring myself mm -hmm. back to zero, get rid of all the stuff I'm carrying, easy to say, but I mean, you can, in the moment, you can remind your, hey, look, let's get back to zero here. So doctor, between pay, it's, it's, it would be such a small thing, but I, you know, I felt like this guy's on the run and he was, when he did deal with me, he's a nice guy, but it was obviously quick. He had, he was making assumptions about what was going on with me. And you could just tell that that, that moment to just reset. And I use it a lot mm -hmm. now. I use it a lot. Doctors, patients, I, I teach speech and I've found that it works. These are all, it's a form of self self-kindness, I think. But during speeches, in between, before the next speaker starts, if I've got seven speeches and number three, he's done. Well, before number four goes, actually number one, before number two goes, I will stop and I'll wipe number one out of my head. I'll just get back to zero as if here's my first presentation that I'm grading today. Mm. Here, here mm -hmm. it is. I, there's nothing. This is, I am. And, and again, it's about being present which you talked about in terms of the rocks sliding down, being present yeah. enough and being there enough to understand, you know, what it is, the ramifications of what you're doing. But it, I just found that that reset idea has just coming home from work. Your mind is just, blah, 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 and who knows what's going on in your house in terms of, you know, psychological setting or whatever, but to take that moment before you, go through the door with your day stuff and crash into their day stuff. And um, nine times out of 10, that's still going to be fine. But to, to just stop and go, ah, bring it all back down. Here's where I am now. Ah, and that, that for me, that's kind of one of the kindest things I've found to do for myself gets you back to square. And I know I don't, but I know people who met my lovely wife does meditate. And there's almost a sense of that they talk about. And I say, well, you know, that meditation's great. You got 30 minutes and you're up there. What's that going to do for the rest of your day? They go, if you make it enough of your life, you can do it in 20. And I, I'm thinking it's probably similar to what I'm talking about, where you just take that moment to get back mm -hmm. to zero, to remind yourself kindness to others, kindness to yourself. And we may get to, I think we'll get to talking about default to kindness, which is my little yeah. motto, you know, but it's, it's a good, that reset moment to take yourself back, remind you what yourself, what's important, what's right ahead of you right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that all constant reminder to be in the moment is a great 
form of self-kindness. Mm-hmm. It's an important element. Um, here, here's what we often hear, Pete, I think. I think I, I do anyway, and I think you may. Um, if we don't practice kindness and love with ourselves, how can we expect love and kindness to emanate out? Right? It's well, if you don't mm-hmm. love yourself, how are you gonna love anybody else? Man, you gotta love yourself first, you know, before uh, be kind to yourself before you can be kind to anybody else. I don't know. And that leads kind of into the story and the the dilemma by my great friend Steve of outward kindness and understanding it and living it and being the kindest person doesn't really have a lot to do, maybe, with self-kindness. Just because you can do one doesn't mean you can do the other. And I think that's painfully true. And I'll quickly tell you the story of my friend, Steve. Um, He was a photographer in the Bay Area, my greatest friend. We got, we were Juniors in high school, we met. So all the way through his passing in 2016, he was a rock photographer in the Bay Area. And one night, 72, he had tickets to Joni Mitchell, Jackson Brown opening for Joni Mitchell, and he couldn't go. And so he asked me, not a photographer, but he gave me the tickets. He always has front row tickets because he was a he was a big shot. Gave me the tickets and his camera and said, can you go shoot it for me? I, I can't go. Mm-hmm. This is really an important show. Heck yeah, shoot, I'll go. So I take the camera. I go I'm a little nervous because I'm not a photographer. He had given me one single instruction, which was just make sure to save some film for the encore. Because in the Bay Area, you never know who's going to show up. Right. So, okay. Back back in the day when you didn't have that unlimited. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is seventy two Berkeley Community Theater. Joni's alone. Uh, Jackson Brown's alone. So I say, okay, I got this, man. I'm clicking away. I'm having the greatest time, getting all these great shots, and it's getting towards the end of Joni's set, and the clicker won't click anymore. And I look at it. Oh gosh, out of film. Oh. Ah. <laughs> The one thing he asked me, make sure. So I'm, oh, please. So she gets to the end of her set, and obviously huge encore. Um, so I'm praying, and she comes out by herself, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm okay, I'm okay. She does an encore song, but of course the encore song then gets another encore. So you go wow. off, but this time when she comes back out, she's by herself, so I'm thinking I made it. But then she looks off into the wings and goes, why don't you guys come out and help me? Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, Jackson Brown, the five of them come out, join her on stage, two acoustic guitars, two mics, circle game, the five of them. Probably one of the most iconic shots in the history of Christendom, and I didn't didn't get it. (laughs) There they are. I guess the six of them, yeah, just right in a row there singing circle Mm. game. Oh, it was just, and I was in the front row, so I had the shot of the lifetime. Oh, man. So I'm Mm. thinking, you know, go back to Steve. I got to go fess up, man. So I go back and I give Steve his camera, and he had every right in the world to be a little ticked. Because again, it was the one thing he asked. You know, he was like, "Yeah, I know you're not a photographer, but go for it. You'll be all good." And that was the one thing. So I told him, and Steve's response. Again, he had every right to be ticked, but his response was simply, 
Well, let's not talk about the ones you didn't get, man. Let's go take a look at the ones you did get. And by the way, thanks for doing that. That was a really important show for me to have. And that's great of you to do that. Mm. And I mean, and that was, he lived his life motto, which again, I referred to a little earlier, default to kindness, DTK. Let that be where you start. That reset thing that I talked Mm. about, that Steve's mm-hmm. reset was always start any interaction, start at kindness. You don't have to stay there. That's the keys. People, oh yeah, peace and love and unicorns and rainbows. That doesn't always work. Exactly. But if you start at kindness, you default at kindness with each of your interactions, you'd be surprised at how wonderful the reaction can be from the other side. But again, if kindness ain't working, Go for it. Do what you need to do in the moment. So it's it's not some mm. peace and love unicorn thing. But again, that was just simply default to kindness is his motto. And it was basically what all the hippies were saying, right? I mean, that's really, you sum up everything the Woodstock Nation and the hippies were all saying. It was simply DTK. Let's just default to kindness, shall we? Okay. It's a good place to start. Mm. So. Mm. For for me, and that, but this point of the story becomes that he he was the kindest, nicest human being would do anything for anybody. Kind outward, 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 pouring it out, and yet here was a guy who drank excessively. He was not a sloppy drunk. Uh, and ugly, but he drank too much. He smoked pot pretty much all day, every day. It's hard to explain, Steve. He was, but you would never know it. He was the straightest arrow, nicest guy. You would never even know. But that was, he had demons that he could not cut loose. That self kindness, he could mm. not get it. And he would get so pissed at himself. And you'd see this guy who was the nicest, kindest human not being able to, I think Karen Rothballer said it, about turning around, take the practice of kindness and love um, that we give to others and turn it around on ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, that would be easy, but that was, there it is. That's the tough part. Cause we can all externally be kind, I think. And you hear it, you see t-shirts, you know, be kind, be nice, be kind. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. But it's not that easy. Uh, you know, so <laughs> it, yeah, it is. But yourself to turn it back to yourself, that mm-hmm. wherein the tough part lies and old, my dear friend, Steve, Boy, he was, uh, he could never master that, never master mm. that side of it, but was always, so it's just, it's funny the way people can be so kind and understand kindness and understand the, the positive effects of being kind and feeling kind and having people be kind to you. And yet still that last most important one, maybe of turning it on yourself is so tough. That, mm. That's where in the tough start mm. stuff, tough mm. stuff is. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing Steve's story. I feel like it's a hyper example, I I think, of maybe why I feel so, so drawn and passionate about being a reminder first in my own life. um, But maybe through this podcast, maybe through our conversation, being a reminder for others to, to just inquire into 
well, yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, Steve could, you know, cover the world with kindness. And we could look at him as an example of, well, is the world really being covered in kindness if if Steve is left out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's a good point. And maybe a metaphor for this moment. Like, you know, again, we keep, we keep hearing about, well, you know, we have this uh, system in place in the world and yet it leaves people out. So how do we keep on just being brave? I say, you know, <laughs> courageous is because, because in my own self kindness journey, it's challenging. It's really challenging because you're dealing with something that for decades has, has created a system that, that eventually turns it back in on us. Um, oh, I, I think Brian Bajari, when you were talking with him, was talking about the practice that it takes. Practice, practice. Yeah, putting yeah. it, you got to put it into practice, and it doesn't just happen. Like you're saying, it's, yeah. it's something you got to work at. Well, and you, when you were talking about Steve, you know what it made me think of is is that that feeling that I think a lot of us have gotten to is we just get to a point where the well is dry. You know, we're going back to the well for more kindness and it's, it's empty. You know, we can't, we can't give, 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 give. And, you know, whether you are inspired by nature that, that shows us these, these different cycles or whether you know that intellectually that you can't always give, you need to have a rest period. Um, you know, whatever the metaphor is for us, I'm, I feel like I don't care. It's like what I do care about is just pointing this out as, yeah, just like you said, as a practice, you know, where does the rubber hit the road? Yeah, what, where, what uh, one phrase that I thought of when I was thinking about this is what does it look like? Because we know what kindness looks like. That acts of kind, we, we can see kindness happen. But the self-kindness um, is that yo- you see someone doing yoga, you say there's self-kindness, or you, uh, I don't know, you see them doing a, a, a serene smile on their I mean, it's just, it's more internal, that mm. self-kindness. Um, and it's just. Yeah. What, you know, that what it, it just pointed me toward is it's literally as if in my experience, there's two of me. Exactly. There's one that's in a constant effort to remind me of my story. I'm Pete. I'm 45 years old. I'm a dad. I've got two kids. I live here. And, Super you know, ego. I do this. That's right. Super ego right there. So it's constantly at work. And I think so many of us end up staying there. It's like we're skipping a stone, you know, or, you know, how some meditation teachers talk about it, where we just live at the surface of the ocean. And then the other version of us is that version that that we tap into sometimes by mistake, sometimes we're thrust into that, and sometimes and the practice is getting there intentionally. And that's the part of us that's the witness, right? That notices that we're telling a story and somehow can connect in that moment that the story part of us isn't all of us. And in fact, it's can almost be arbitrary. Um, can almost be distracting. 
<laughs> it is distracting. Yeah. It, 100%. So the self-kindness, I use, and again, let me reiterate that I use kindness because in my own journey of dealing with what could be called depression and self-doubt and mm-hmm. just, you know, debilitating negative talk, I had to use the word kindness because love seemed too big, it mm-hmm. seemed too, daunt- too daunting. So kindness, I could get, like I could do a little kindness because love was just too big. But really what I'm talking about is, is love. Right. Um, You know, you're, it's so interesting when you talk about the dialogue, because I live that, um, that, that battle between mm. those two, the duality and the, that we have, and that's wherein the fight lies or fight. That's not the, the challenge. Is working out that conversation. You know, I think this quote keeps coming up, but I think it is that Marianne Williamson quote, which you know I'm going to paraphrase, but essentially says it's not the the fear that we're most afraid of; it's how big love can get (laughs) inside of us. Mm -hmm. Because I think that BS meter shows up, and it knows that love is. uh, Well, here I am using words intellectualizing something that's a felt experience but we have no choice my friend (laughs) yeah well exactly we have no when it comes to love we have no choice of how big it can get i mean we all have had that experience whether we're a parent or whether it's with just something in the in the world where it has just stopped the mind opened the heart so big that it can be very scary because it's 100 percent out of our control I wish and, running for and, excuse me. <laughs> well, it's, you know, and I and I think that's you know, as a performer, and you know, I I've I've been in that place too, Mark. You know that spot when you're on stage, and it's just it's electric. I mean, it's just moving, and you give yourself so wholly. You know, however you want to spell the word holy in your mind <laughs> to to that experience that it's way bigger than you it's way bigger than the audience and it's it's there and i feel like that is the quality that's there all the time it's just where are we with our bs meter where are we with our staying safe meter are we numbing it down or are we being courageous to step into what could be the scariest yet most rewarding experience of our lifetime. Indeed. Indeed. Good stuff, Pete. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. But, you know, just, just from where you sit a practice, how does it show up? How does it help to, um, you know, flavor your life? Take a reset, take a reset. Okay, mama's coming home. She'll be home in a few minutes. I've been doing this thing. Stop. Bring it all to zero. Shed all the stuff as much as you can, obviously. Shed the stuff. Come to the present. Be here. And for me, that's one of the biggest gifts, one of the biggest self kindness is being present because I spend so much time in the future and in the past and Mm. wasted time in a sense it's wasted time and 
So one of my self-kindness tools is that reset. I'm going to take my strip myself down to zero again. And even if it's DTK, even I'm going to take myself down and be ready to default to kindness in my next exchange, whomever it may be. Uh, so those are, those are kind of practical tools moving forward mm. that I use. You know, one thing came up that I would love to just see if you had anything to riff on. And that was in this, you talked about in the sixties, you felt like that was what the movement was about. Right. Defaulting to kindness, mm -hmm. and here we are, fifty years later, and we're still working on that. Exactly. You know, and 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 knowing that the the energy behind where that movement was pointing towards, which was default to kindness, feels like it it it's right, and it matches up more with with our possibility as a as a human race of how we can do. Oh, the similarities are, are crazy. And it's like, so how in this moment, being somebody who's witnessed that moment, the time in between, and now we arrive here. Um, well, you know, you know, Pete, yeah. it, it was gonna, it was gonna be, we were gonna change the world. I mean, as Stupidly, that just sounds so stupid now and naive and oh, but I mean, there was a sense if we can just get this, this just be nicer to everybody, that's going to change things immeasurably. And we can do this, I know we can. In fact, I was just watching a movie, Laurel Canyon, the other night, and Crosby was. David Crosby was talking about, yeah, man, we were going to change the world. We really were. And then the seventies hit, you know, but we were, and, and we really projected that, man, this is going to change some of that industrial, you know, what is it? The military industrial complex. This really is going to change that. And we're going to refocus and get back to the humanity and all that. And, and and like David Crosby said, and then the 70s hit. And here we are again. No, no, mm. no, nothing, nothing changed back then. It was wonderful to bring it to the fore and show it as a golden, shimmering, beautiful thing. But the world and life, just that golden, shimmering thing just can't live with who we are as a people and as a planet. And if that isn't being shown right now, we're right back in that same ugly boat. And I'm not going to get political, but 2016, it kind of became okay again to be mean, to, to say rotten things about people and not really care about it, that you're saying rotten things. It became okay. And, and and I tell you, over the last four or five years, hate crimes have gone way up. I mean, come on, let's default to kindness. It, like you're saying, if now isn't a time where we're being basically asked uh, in a loud voice with not these words, but default to kindness, get off our necks, you know, default mm. to kindness, please. It's not tough. Yeah. So it's certainly uh, more than ever. It's, it's, yeah, I just, I just, I, and now it's, it's amazing. And watching people in the streets, 
I mean, it reminds me of, the, you know, where, you know, you get protesters here and there on many things, but that, but I mean, to see that many people in the streets yeah. worldwide yeah. too, I'm talking worldwide, you know, you know, it has that same, but, but I fear, my fear is we're going to be in the same place. We're going to get that golden shiny thing out there again and go, look, Look at mm. this. We're all just kind mm. of the same. We're all just people. There's none of this others. The uh, no, we're all, and we're going to lift mm. that up, and it's being lifted up right now. You know, it's everywhere. It's in the media. It's uh, uh, that beautiful thing, that ideal. That come on, this is really who we are and who we want to be. I just have the fear it's going to be like the '70s again, where mm. we all just went off to do our thing. Cocaine, mountain of cocaine, covered us, and and just you get to and life distracted everybody from that wonderful idea of def- let's get everybody to default to kindness. Sounded good. Mm. See you later. I just hope that we're not going to see the same thing now. Well, you know where my mind goes with it is, you know, I, 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 it always seems like. Any external eventually can't be supported if the the internal hasn't changed. Exactly. So it's like you you could hope for it, you could do all these externals, but like your buddy Steve, uh, eventually it can't sustain. Mm-hmm. And I think you know what I want to keep pointing to is that there is the ability for it to be sustained but we gotta be willing to step into a place where we aren't in control of that exactly that's that's what i mean about you know that electric feeling in the performance Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. being blown away by how big love could get indeed so i think the question is are we ready as a culture as a society to to yeah, I, I to step into that. I fear not, my friend, but I hope. I I hope springs eternal. I always. Yeah. But Mark, thank you so much for taking the time today to share what's in your mind and what's on your heart. Just so appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to to the next ten shows that you're gonna <laughs> write for us and create for us. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Pete. It's always. As I said, it's always a pleasure to spend any time at all with you and your lovely wife. And it was an honor to be included here, Pete. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thanks, Mark. Hmm. Hope springs eternal. You know, and I would say hope springs eternal from the internal. That reset, that default to kindness, how is it showing up for you? So that's the conversation that I have been having with so many people. If you're interested in finding out how to have that conversation, you can check out my website, which is petesibley.com. And you can also find me on all those social media places as self-kindness with Pete. And reach out, you know, if you think a conversation like this could help somebody else maybe there's one other person you could share this podcast with if you have a moment and can hop on and rate the show and leave a comment that helps so much to bring this conversation 
up to the top when people are searching for a deep, meaningful conversation like this about kindness, how to do it in the world, how to be, uh, you know, an activist for, for change. And while you're there, would you subscribe to the show? It's free. You don't have to sign up for anything. It's just right in uh, however you listen to podcasts. Just hit subscribe. That helps out so much. And thanks so much for taking the time to listen today. I know you have so much that you can be doing, and the fact that you choose to listen and explore self-kindness means the world to me. And I'll leave you with this song and an invitation to notice when you can reset, when you can default to kindness. I love you. Thanks for being here. And until next week, be kind. Tired of the grind Feels like I'm losing my mind When I know there's more I'm meant to be Always being kind At the back of the line When's it gonna be my time? Get up, never been afraid to ride it out. No matter how many times I've fallen to the ground, I might go down, but I'll get up, never been afraid.